Welcome to the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 1, Pax Penguina. Dun, dun, dun. Which isn't egotistical at all. No. I mean, not at all. No. And we have a new tagline for this half of the season. A Dark Knight. A Dark Knight. Just the one. And it's spelled K-Night. Just, 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 just the one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very long night. <laughs> just gonna say. The longest. It was eerily good. I know. Like, I'm excited, but I'm also cautiously excited. Yeah. I do want to say that the stock footage has improved. Yeah, the, the between scenes. Yes, the in-between stock footage is, is, is impressively better. new. Yeah. Well, it, I don't know better, but it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> there are new skyscapes. And a lot of it's dark, too. Yeah, Which yeah. is nightscapes. Knight? Knight. Knight yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it gives the show a different feel. Yeah. Just a little bit. I noticed a lot of the, the blues and the grays and the it's very muted. Yeah. All of the scenes are very muted. Even Ivy still wears a green dress, but it's the, the lighting, it's all very muted. Yeah. It's yeah. very night. Yeah. They're, mean, they're, they're going no to, like, there are very few scenes during the day. Honestly. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. Or they'll show an outside daytime stock stock. Footage. And it'll still be like that. But it'll still be dark. Like inside the club, it was dark. Inside the GCPD, yeah. it was all dark. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be setting a tone for the entire show, but probably it was very noticeable. Yeah. Uh, to me, because that's the kind of person I well, am. Well, you know, Gotham's been through some shit. Uh, Penguin's hair has changed. It has. It has indeed. I now mean, you were looking at his. Yeah, you were looking at his profile because it was like the feathers on his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's that you called it plumage. Mm-hmm. It looks like plumage. Yeah. Um, and his suit was green with tails. With tails. Oh my God. That was amazing. With tails. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's dressing up these days. He is. Very formal. He is. So, um, I enjoyed it. I did too. But there was a lot, there was a lot less gym. Uh, which is, uh, which I enjoyed. Always a good thing. And what I, what we did see of Jim, he was with the one person he can perform across from and that's harvey yeah exactly the majority of his scenes were with harvey and he's the one actor something about their chemistry yeah it doesn't seem creepy or weird or forced or works yeah well yeah uh so but even his one little scene with bruce was not no i thought it was fine it felt a lot more casual a lot more yes expressive really mm-hmm. again i don't blame ben completely not completely. Not completely. He's he's just written that way. <laughs> so. But yeah. Uh, we got more Victor Zaz, which was really fun. Victor Zaz got more character development in this one episode than poor Tabby has in three seasons. Although she did feel better. She doesn't feel fully fleshed out, but I feel like no, but she feels like more of a person and less of a set piece. But she wasn't being upstaged by Barbara Keen. True true or um butch gilzine right um they keep pairing her with these characters that are larger than life yeah butch literally yeah and barbara personality her personality is just exploded yeah um but when she's with celine it's in that mentor yeah uh position and it just works better for her yeah it was really nice and i like to see how protective of selena she is she is um but 
still she still feels very two dimensional. She does, We're but zest. I think I think she feels like she might be on her way. Hopefully, we can hope, or they're going to kill her off. One or the other. Who knows? Um, but Zaz, <laughs> sassy. Oh my gosh, so much sassy sass. Zaz. It's great. I <sighs> best wedding ever. Best line ever. He was uh, so much fun. Oh my gosh, he said that, and I just died. Yeah, yeah. His, the execution of that one line was just perfect. Anyway, um, we can talk. We can dissect it. We can. In the we recap. Can. But we do have some pre-back. Okay. Uh, from Greg. Okay. I was wondering when we were going to hear from him. Yeah, yeah. We I was getting a little do. worried. I yeah, I know. I was getting a little worried. I know. Uh, and this is some pre-back, and it's fine that you're late. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> this time. Oh, my gosh. Just this once. Uh... <laughs> He does. He says, a.k.a. Sorry, I'm late. Oh. Uh, he says, I believe uh, it was said best by one of the other listeners in the season three re- wrap up podcast. But as much shit as I slash we talk about this show, I really get defensive if I hear or read anything bad mouthing this show. Gotham does a, have a clusterfuck of missteps, but there's a lot of good in the show as well. One of the reasons both of those statements is true is because there's a lot going on in the show based on Batman and his alley allies alleys mm-hmm. and sure. uh, rogues gallery yeah says i probably said this before but i know we as a group give ben mckenzie a lot of shit True. but i feel like the writing is more at fault or our lack of interest in him he's supposed to be the main character however if we're honest about it writers have written more interesting characters around him from day one i'm gonna pause right there is jim gordon the main character yeah damn it yeah no i'm gonna no I'm in denial. Deny. 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 It's Alfred. That's fine. It's Alfred. It's Alfred. Uh, Literally, Selena and Harvey, all bias aside, were arguably the most intriguing characters from the plot line through, like, episode four, as well as Oswald and Fish after that. And I understand how easy that was, given the list of literal characters in Gotham City, but it was the duty of the writing staff to make him the most interesting character of this story until there is a Batman to replace him as a lead crime fighter in this city. Yep. All true. Yeah, and that's All the true. thing. He's just not interesting enough. But also, Ben McKenzie is the one portraying the one emotion. Yeah. That's the director's having him portray the one. And that's the thing. I've seen him in other stuff, and he's not stoic like this. And Greg goes on to say, Now, by no means am I saying that McKenzie has no fault in the matter. However, I've seen him in interviews for the show as well as others. I've watched him as the lead character of two other shows, and I've never thought of him as the winkly, weak link in the chain ben actually seems to be a cool fun dude yes sometimes he's a little wooden in his role as gordon but as we've all agreed bounty hunter jim is fun or at least more fun to watch yeah he can do it yeah i i think so so and i think you get to a point with a character where it's like even if they wanted to switch it up after half a season how do you even do that for writing him as a better character no, I mean like I mean like oh. some of his acting choices too. Yeah, and there's directorial choices. Yeah, it's or producers. I mean, there's so many people that have a say in how something is portrayed. No, the fault is not in him alone. No, no. But also, uh, he says same for Barbara and Leslie. Whenever they weren't a significant other of Gordon, they were written well. Yep. I see that the writers' room not knowing how to give Jim Gordon a work life and a love life that doesn't bore us to tears. Me, personally, I like seeing characters in loving, functional, supporting relationships, but they don't know how to do it on Gotham, and who knows, that could be the point. It's Gotham. 
think about it. That's true. Maybe no one in the city can have a relationship such as that yet. Canonically speaking, every character in this mythology is either continually single or in a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. Very, all very good points. Um, Jim just is the most boring character in the show. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. It's just, he's so boring by extension of everybody else being so not boring. But he's absolutely right. Leslie, before she was dating We loved Jim, her. She was great. Barbara, yeah. after breaking up with Jim, is a great character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. He says, I'm excited to see season four and what's next. I miss Stabby Babs, Tabby, Cat, Harvey, Jerome, Ivy's whimsical, naivete, Ed's theatrically, theatricality. I'm most curious about their take on Solomon Grundy. You mean, sir, not appearing in this film? Yeah, which is probably good. Let's Who, be real. They didn't They didn't need to overload it with, right? here's every character you've or ever met Tetch. in Gotham. Yeah. Or we only saw bits and pieces of the, the beginnings of Scarecrow. So, yep. But it actually worked in the show, too. It, it did. all felt so concise together. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he confirms that Solomon Grundy is a zombie and yeah, he technically is. You're, you're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, Raj, I mean, Raj, I mean, whatever. Y'all got me confused. I don't remember <laughs> how to pronounce his name anymore. Uh, says, I'll miss Mish Mooney, who I found compelling. I know she's not canonical, and that bothers a lot of comic book purists, but I'm not that sensitive. I like good shit. Yeah. You you, you like that shit, man. Yeah. Like it. Do I'm, it. I, like we said in the preview cast, like, I'm glad they gave her an actual finale. Yeah, they gave her the ending I don't want to say they gave her the ending she deserves, but the actress they gave her a ending got a a ending yeah. that the actress was able to portray well. Yeah, yeah. Again, the, I don't blame Jada. I don't know for that, that some was, of that shenanigans. I'm not sure it was the ending Fish deserved. No, I don't think it was personally, <laughs> but whatevs. Very drama queen. I yeah, think, but whatever. Uh, this is my f- season four predictions: is they will jump the gun on a character slash supervillain that shouldn't be around yet. Two-Face, Bane, Deathstroke, Killer Croc, or Harley Quinn? I don't think we're going to get Harley. I don't, no. No. From what I've read. I think they... From whatever, and I think it was John Stevens who wrote this, uh, who wrote this episode. Um, Either he really... And he's an EP. Yeah. Okay. Either he really did get misunderstood by David and others, or... Backpedaling. Or yeah, or there was backlash, and it was like I totally didn't. That's not we don't have what, that license yet. Yeah, or something like that. Like, like I don't know where all the licensing goes, but like Deadshot and um, Harley and Croc are all Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad properties right now. So I don't know that we'll ever get them. And the interviews that we read, the Harley Quinn, I really feel like they're backpedaling right now. Yeah. So because. I ha- I did not see one positive reaction to Barb becoming Harley. I just want Barb. Yeah. I want Barb and Harley and my cake and to eat it. Because what's the point of having cake if you can't eat it? Thank you. So, yeah. Or cheesecake would be better with raspberry. The cheesecake is poisoned. I don't think I care. <laughs> That's just how much I love cheesecake. There you go. With the raspberry drizzle on top uh-huh. and some white chocolate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, <laughs> I'm speaking your language, aren't I? I know, right? He says, finally, I'm sorry no one sent in feedback for your last cast, but listening to the two of you discuss Gotham and read the email sent by me and the four or five faithful emailers is literally my favorite podcast to listen to, period. Oh, that's nice. And he lists several podcasts um, that he does listen to. I only recognize one name. Maybe two. Okay. I don't want to 
mention them. Okay. Reasons. That's cool. Besides the reason I found this podcast and continue to listen to it is because I don't know anyone else that watches the show. Sad face. Aw. I'll do my best to keep up the feedback. It coming on Thursday will make it harder for me. You do do what you can when you can. Seriously, uh, we seriously. joke about it, but seriously, no pressure. You yeah. do it when you can, and either if we don't, can. if we can't tag it on the end of one, we'll get it at the beginning of the next one. Yeah, we sure. don't uh, want anybody to feel like it's a chore or whatever. No, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, uh, this is congrats to Gotham though, because as long as I've been alive, the Thursday night eight p.m. time slot has always meant your favorite, uh, your network's biggest show. So you're the network's biggest show. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night's the... I haven't watched regular TV on a regular schedule I'm, in so long. I'm like, does that really count these days? Like, really, I'm the not... only things we watch on schedule are the ones we podcast that are on major networks. Yeah. Because I don't watch TV like that anymore. It's no. really weird to me. In this, this day and age of DVRs. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we do have some feedback from Gina after okay. the recap. Okay. So... Do you want to? Yeah. Uh, so this was directed by Danny Cannon, who's our pilot guy. He generally does the first episodes. He's one of the bigger directors for this show. Though. Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's written for it as well. Higher, maybe higher ratings. I think he gets. Yeah. Yeah. Episodes. Um, and he's done seven other episodes, but he's also written for it. So I like Danny Cannon. He's in it. Is that what you're saying? He's yeah. Um, and also, it, like I said before, it was written by John Stevens, who's an EP. And he also wrote the uh, first Dr. Crane episode in season one, the fearsome Dr. Crane. The one that I didn't like? Yeah. So, but I think, honestly, if you can't do Scarecrow, if they're like, hey, go ahead and write the prequel for this, I think that immediately kind of handicaps you because for me, it wasn't what I wanted, which was Jonathan Crane. Yeah, but it was an origin story. Yeah. To a point. I just think they were too, I don't know. It's almost like they were taking themselves a little too seriously back then. Maybe, but that was season one. Yeah. It was season one. Yeah. And they hadn't ca- found their, their groove, which they still trying to work on. Which I will say, kudos to them for bringing the same actor back, because I think he did a great yeah. job. Yeah. Three years later. He reminds me of Steve from Stranger Things a lot. Yeah, he got it. But he reminds me of the floppy Steve hair. and Jonathan. Yes! Yes! He reminds me of both, oh my God, of, the, I'm so both glad. of the guys together. I'm so glad you said that. It's like they actor. had a baby. <laughs> Steve and Jonathan had a baby. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Because they're like his eyes, there are moments when you're like, oh well, shit, that that's hair's... Jonathan, and the floppy hair is all Steve. It's really, oh, yeah. Jonathan's got some stringy, floppy. I am so glad you said that. Yeah. Because I was thinking that today, I was like, that's because we're both, we're watching both shows. So. We are. We are. So there's so. that. See, Stranger Things podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He is, if Steve and Jonathan had a baby. Yeah. And adopted, and this was, this was their, their, Crazy, crazy little child. The production of their loins. So, um, <laughs> I was pleased because, yeah. as you know, Scarecrow, next to, of course, everything is next to Joker. Right. Um, one of your my favorite uh, characters because of the horror, because of the scare. Yeah. Um, Batman Arkham Knight, the game, uh, is Scarecrow. And it leads off with a very, because uh, the little prequel, you play the little prequel thing, and it's, it's terrifying. It's yeah. Great. It's how, and it's like Halloween. You and love that shit. I love that shit, man. Um, it's pretty awesome. So I, I'm so glad that they're bringing you back and I was so scared, but the setup that they did so peripherally. Yeah. 
in combination with the main storyline, which is so rare in this show. Yeah, and we'll get to the only thing that we didn't feel that they explained adequately. True, we will. Um, but uh, Tabby and Selena's story and, and Penguin and Bruce, and it all flowed together. Yep. But again, this was a pilot. Yeah. I, I'm scared to want it too much. I know, I know. I, I feel that. Um, so we start out and Bruce is, uh, he's, he's pre, he's proto Batmaning. So this is basically where we left off. Literally. Except we did notice that like his mask is a little bit more fitted. Like it so. It was different. Time has passed. Time has passed. Um, and so he's, uh, he, here's muggers and of course, you know, it's a couple. At first watch. It I looks very. Thought we were repeating. His parents. I thought we were repeating the, the same scene. Oh, did you? Okay. I did at first, but then I realized it was completely different. But I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. Because it was familiar because, of course, it's, you know, it's been a whole season since we we left the show. I was like, this feels very much the same. Yeah. But, you know, he's always going to have a soft spot for a couple getting mugged. Yeah. Um, so he puts his mask on, jumps down, and um, he gives him a chance to walk away. I was like, oh, baby Bruce. He and, does the voice. And he does the voice. Which, I will say, do you know who pioneered the two voices for Batman? Christian Bale? No. Who? Kevin Conroy for Batman the Animated Series. Uh, I think the EPs have a soft spot I think for the Animated too. Series because there's a lot of that going on in here. I mean. Because I'd have said I Christian Bale. Him. No. He perfected it, though. He did. He did. Oh, he did such a good Batman voice. Anywho. Um, did he? So he did. Okay. And, um, you know, he they, they, they try to shoot him. He beats him up. And finally, there's a guy, uh, you know, kind of like hurting on the, on the ground. And he's like, but I have a license. And Bruce is like, oh? Takes the license from his pocket, which is not laminated. And I have problems which with Which really that. bothers you. Really bothers me. An official document should be laminated if it's meant to be carried out in public like that. Um, and it is a license of misconduct. So we both ended up taking a screenshot. Yes, we did. Of of this. Because that's who we be. And it's you'll find it on our socials because it's worthy of note, the items yeah. on this. Um, uh. I'll just read them out because I've got it in front of me. Do you? You um, beat me to it. It is, if I can, crap. Okay, phone. Uh, smuggle, loot, rob, murder, blackmail, grand theft, larceny, embezzlement, kidnapping, arson. And this guy has smuggle, rob, and kidnapping checked off. However, he could not murder... No. Or blackmail no. the person that he were to smuggle, rob, or kidnap. Right. Um, and he's an organ donor. He is an organ donor, which <laughs> that one little detail. Was so stupid. I loved it. Was the best part of this. Yeah. So this, is his name Rip or Rio? It's I couldn't Rip. get it to Rip Curtis. Yeah. Who lives. Or Kip. I can't remember. I think it's, I want to say Rip. I finally got part of that to, to display but yeah he lives at is that 130 151 10th avenue apartment one gotham, gotham city, city gc and it's a six, six digit zip code. yeah the zip code for those if you're outside the the u.s our zip codes are either uh five digits or the nine digit extension yeah 
because yeah. but typically it's just the five digits and this is a six digit so you're like yeah this is fake yeah and it's four five six nine eight seven yeah yeah it's like every phone number starts with five 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 yeah <laughs> so yeah which hollywood actually owns that that area extension code, that area code yeah. okay it's it's just that's it's accepted there you go so that way they can use any of the any of the any seven numbers after that they can use whatever they want because five 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 is owned yeah that makes sense which is actually pretty cool but yeah this was and this is the only license we actually get to look at yes they show the backs of them but yeah so it's i'm i'm i've decided that it's the only one they actually have they made (laughs) one and that's it but so. yeah, so uh, this is intriguing to me because my one of my questions is okay, like, uh, well, okay, maybe I'll ask some of my questions a little bit later in the episode. Um, but I have questions okay. about this whole system. Okay. You, I will need those questions because now I'm curious. Yeah, I will question your questions. Um, so this is when Bruce is like, "The fuck!" Of course, it's got a, pe- it's got an umbrella on it, so it's like yeah, it's the stamp. It's and uh, so um. Bruce hears something and he pulls his mask up to to get a better look at the license. Mm-hmm. And above we see Rachel Ghoul uh, <laughs> creeping. He got his walk on because we don't <laughs> see him for the rest of the episode. I know. I was like, okay, then. Wasn't even a speaking to line. be like. Remember, I'm a thing. Yeah, don't forget about me. Yeah. So but I'm to watching. remind us, but to always remi- watching. <laughs> but that's all you needed to remind us that a character exists. Yeah. That yeah. was it. That was all we needed. Where's Raj? Who's this character? This yeah. Da, da, da. Well, we we complain about it all the time. One line of dialogue. Yep. That's the equivalent of one line of dialogue. But why the fuck did he take his mask off? I don't. I wondered that myself because I was like, "Baby, you Bruce. had plenty of eye like clearance because he it was ostensibly to look at the at the license." And it's not like the dudes <clears throat> he just beat up were unconscious. Yeah. Oh, my baby. Um, then Gotham took a weird turn and fucking rickrolled us. Yeah, they did. I was like, I, did, did they, they did. just? They did. They completely rickrolled us. They did. They rickrolled us. And actually, wedding. I'm not even mad. No, I'm, I'm not even. If anybody could get away with it. I'm kind of proud. Um, <laughs> it's this, it's this cheesy uh, wedding reception, which does look like it's unironically in the 80s. You come to me. On the, On the day, day of my, my daughter's wedding. Um, Which is the only thing I could think this entire I know, scene. But, I know. Because I said it like 50 times. You did. You did. It okay. Um, and so the, this uh, this group of thugs come in, come in and they're shooting it up and they're going to rob everybody. Except Victor's ass is there. And he's like, you don't have a license. And they kind of like balk at it. They're like, that's stupid. And he's like, no, 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 you, you, you don't commit a crime without having a license from Penguin. It's new. Words just getting around. Words okay. Just, oh my god. He's oh my god. He was such so precious. Sass. He it, stole this episode. He did. He did. He did. Z- Victor's ass was so much fun. And um, I would watch that show. Oh, I would too. It was great. And uh, can he replace Jim Gordon? Oh god, that'd be amazing. Um, of course, a lot of people would be dead. Like a lot. True. Um, so he, one of the guys is like, ah, oh, there's four of us and one of you and he shoots his It's Victor fucking Zaz. I know. I was like, if y'all know who this is, you know who this is. Like, yeah. you don't fuck with Victor Zaz. And, uh, so he shoots one of his fingers off 
and um, this guy Merton, and who is is that uh, his name? Yeah, he's related to Steve Buscemi. He's a Buscemi. Yeah, he is. Because I was like, that boy looks familiar. Um, and so um, he's uh, he's like, okay, so he he gets them. They leave because you know they're not licensed. And um <laughs> that in Victor's ass. Yeah, and so then the the bride's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much. You saved our wedding." And he's like, "Oh no, it's nothing really because they may not have been licensed, but these guys are." Group and then another group guns. comes. Yeah. yeah. And I love it best wedding ever. ever. I also love the running joke of the wedding ring. Yes. The serious underlining uh, <laughs> Nobody even wants to steal it. That's it's they, so shitty. They pulled it off. Because I mean, could have. The I writing mean, in this episode was so far superior. This is probably the best written episode to date. And this is the guy that wrote Balloon Man and Scarecrow. Yeah, Balloon Man. He wrote. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Honey. Yeah. Honey. Again, that was before they found their their groove or their whatever, groove or what have you. So yeah, um, it was it was way fun, and Victor is so much more fun than he was when we first met him. Yeah, he is. His facial expressions alone. You notice they also nixed the uh, Palmer dancer, Palmer girl dancer sidekicks with him. Yeah, I kind of missed them though. They were pretty to look at. I mean, but it also none of them could hit anybody. True, but the focus was put back on him. Yes. I am still curious as to when and if we're going to start getting the hash marks. Yeah, because we kind of went into it when we first introduced him, We're, and then they yeah. never showed back up again. So, whatever. Um, so we go to Oswald, who is uh, just having a having a little meeting with the mayor and the commissioner. Um, Thank you. The commissioner that we have been bitching about not having. Yes, so we do know we have one. He's not named in the credits. He's police commissioner. But we do have one. In, I, he's in uniform? Yeah, but like a dress Harvey uniform. Harvey doesn't even wear a uniform. No, but like every cop has a dress uniform. I guess so. Um, and so uh, he's meeting with the new mayor, and this is when we find out that again, the licenses are, are Oswald's brainchild. Um, crime is down fifty seven percent, and the mayor's like, okay, but also you're unionizing crime. Like, we, like we can't. We can't allow this. It's crime. And Oswald has a moment. By definition. It is crime. But like Oswald has a moment where he, he does not hold his temper very well. He hasn't had a sandwich in days. Because as soon as they disagree with him, he slams his hands on the table. And he stands up and he's like, um, okay. So. And, and again, we get the, we get the subtle reference to you're the new mayor by saying, I, I used to, I, I, I know I what it feels like when I sat in your chair. Yeah. I don't envy you. And the new commissioner. See, and that's all it took was yep. to introduce, finally, uh, the new, a new mayor that's not, what's Aubrey his, James. Aubrey James. Who finally, I hopefully went down south. And the new commissioner that we've been, where, who's the new commissioner? Where is it? Somebody's yeah. Do be we have a commissioner? commissioner? Yeah. And it was that easy to introduce them. It really was. But we do get our time frame. Yes. Three months. Three months. And so... Um, Since the Tetch incident. Yes. And so... Um, which, honestly, I got the impression that Penguin was doing this for three months to then come in triumphantly and say, look at what I've done. Now you yes. need to legitimize me. Agreed. And that was easy to all skim from this one conversation. Right. 
Um, and so, uh, he's like, listen, uh, there's always going to be crime, but now we're going to put crime in the hands of the professionals and, uh, they're going to have to operate within a set of parameters and it's going to be great. And, um, so basically he's invented the mob. Yeah. But I think with more rigorous standards, more outlined. Yeah. Yeah. But but basically, yeah, professionals, like don't don't let these amateur assholes do this. Well, yeah, that's what the mob did. Exactly. So um, and so he's he's like, listen, this will look really good for you because I mean you're gonna have all this prosperity and it'll be great. And he's like, the the thing is, the GCPD has to say if they find somebody committing committing a crime and they have a license, they walk away. And the mayor's like. Okay, we want part of the take. And then they haggle a little bit and it's dumb. Um, and uh, so they agree to it. And Oswald's like, all right. Uh, sorry, I got to go open my new club. <gasps> the Iceberg Lounge. Dun, dun, dun. And I screamed. And in that moment, I screamed. Yes, you did. I'm really excited. I heard excited. you. I know you did because we actually talk with our voices now. Yeah, we have communication. We have evolved. We've updated our communication system. Yes, we have. I just have to remember to keep the controller going so I don't yeah. disconnect. Um, so this is when we go to, um, immediately I was like, oh shit. This, this is that bar that, uh, Vale kept finding him in when he was a bounty. Yes. It's Jim's bar. Yeah. And I think it, before that it was Harvey's bar. The bar that, remember Harvey worked at briefly? The camera angle was different, though. The camera angle was different. Um, but This could be the same set. So the next, the next morning, or whenever it's morning, Jim comes in to get his coffee find, to find the, uh, the guy getting robbed. And um, so he's, he's like, uh, okay, what's going on here? And the guy's like, oh, no, it's cool. I got a license. Okay. Ben McKenzie played this scene very well. Yeah. So, Frank, uh, how's it going? And and Frank's like, I'll get you your coffee in a minute. And he's just real like, okay. Uh, and then he just takes the guy out. Of course he does. And cuffs him, which you knew he was going to because he's Jim yeah. fucking Gordon and he's got a justice boner. And so he, he takes the guy to the station and he tosses him in the holding cell that's in the middle of the room for some reason still. Um, and he gets all these looks from the officers because the guy's like, I have a license. I have a license. And so Jim, uh, Jim goes to see Harvey. Uh, who is actually meeting with Mr. Penn, a new character who works for Penguin. And um, at this point, you you again, you get a lot in a short amount of time. Harvey's like, listen, the top brass has already agreed to this. What do you want from me? And Mr. Penn is like, um, Mr. Cobblepot is worried about the GCPD, namely one Jim Gordon complying. Mostly Jim. With, with the order. Mostly Jim. And, um, Harvey's like, listen, I've got it. He'll he'll be fine. He's one of my guys. Don't worry about it. And so he he sends Penn out of his office. And of course, this is when Jim comes in to be like, hey, I did the thing that I wasn't supposed to. I don't think Jim knew yet. Yeah, because he was like, he know. showed him the license and he was like, what's this? This is a new thing. Harvey's like, about that. And I, I, I got the impression it wasn't the first one Jim had seen. No, probably not. He's like, about that. And he explains to him. And, um, and this is where Harvey does try to kind of, Harvey is a good justifier because he's like, listen, um, crime's down. The city was in chaos. And, um, he's like, we haven't had any officer fatalities, which I think is like the longest in GCPD <laughs> history. Right. Um, 
And he's like, listen, this is going to keep our guys safer. And, um, but like, he's like, eventually we'll, we'll get Penguin on something and we'll put him away. But right now let's get the city under control. Right. And, um, Jim, Mr. No Compromise, he's like, the longer, and, and I will say like, I, I agree with him in, in this respect. He's like, the longer we let Penguin take care of the city, the less reluctant the people are going to be to turn it back over to the GCPD. They're not going to trust us. Um, and Harvey's like, anywho, so do the thing I'm telling you to do. And we're like, yeah, that's going to work out fine. <laughs> um, so we go to Wayne Manor and, uh, this is when Bruce is showing Alfred the license that he confiscated. And so Alfred's like, okay, so no, but we need to focus because you're trying to prepare for Rachel Ghoul to come back. He's already back, but okay. Um, and so Bruce is like, no, no, no. Like, this is my fault. Again, we've got that that yeah. famous Bruce Wayne guilt because he said I'm it, it, the gas was released as a result of of me. He said I might not have pulled the trigger, but I was involved in it, and I feel responsible. And he's like, I want to make a difference in Gotham. And you're like, okay, honey, I get that, but also, okay, yeah, I get that. And Alfred's like, um, let's keep the scope of our project. And he wants to. <laughs> Well, Alfred's trying to keep him under control, for yeah. one thing. Alfred doesn't want scope creep. Yeah, he Alfred's just trying to project manage this. Mission creep. Is that like salt creep in a salt water <laughs> tank? Because that shit's terrible. <laughs> I had a salt water tank once, and it lasted about a month. And I was like, nope! Yeah, my PMs try to keep us away from scope creep. So I, I was like, oh, this is poor Alfred. He just got his PMP certification. He's just trying to manage the project, and Bruce isn't letting him. Um, but he's like, okay, Master Wayne, this is really dangerous. And Bruce is like, no, it's fine. I can do both. I can I can be Bruce Wayne and and be Bat or I mean not Batman, whatever it is I call myself. It's fine. And uh, he's fine. And you're like, okay, yeah, again, this will be fine. Um, so we got to Arkham, which kind of I mean I knew we were going to go to Arkham at some point this season early on because we had seen it in the previews. Um, but I didn't expect it to come from this avenue. So we see. Uh, the Buscemi boy, uh, Merton, has uh, has gone to Arkham with uh, Grady, who is a former guard. And you're like, okay. And so they meet the warden, who's super creepy. And um, I'm like, this is what I would expect from the warden of Arkham. Uh, and they're here to see Jonathan Crane. And the warden explains, you know, they, they, he gives like the... the um, really quick abbreviated version if you're new to Gotham. Here's what you missed on Glee. Um, <laughs> you know, about Jonathan's father and the fear serum and all this stuff. And, and he has this, uh, he's basically in a constant, t- constant state of terror and he's externalized it into this. In case you didn't get this on the previously on. Yeah, he's e- externalized this into this boogeyman, which turns out to be a scarecrow. But he said it's, it's remarkably handy for keeping him in line. So here's the question. They have not answered. How did Jonathan go from being hospitalized right. to an insane asylum? Well, a criminal. A criminal insane asylum. Yeah. Which they don't send people to Arkham, at least, that we, and even that we've seen in the show, you are not sent to Arkham just because you're mentally ill. Mm-hmm. That is for the people that are dangerous he and mentally ill. He didn't really do anything wrong. No. Did he? He 
kind of helped his dad some but yeah but he was also a teenager under duress and yeah not the perpetrator and now he's in this constant state of terror and like i yeah i don't feel that they adequately explained if they had explained even well yeah he he gets very violent with nurses or whatever or they had nowhere else to put him. Yeah. Or something. something. But why he's there really yeah. doesn't. Eh, whatever. Yeah. That's nitpicking, but that's what we do. And so basically, this, uh, these two criminals pay the warden for use of Jonathan. And they take him away. And you're like, okay, I didn't know we could like rent. Rent a psycho? Rent a psycho out of, uh, out of, out of Arkham. But it's fine. sure. It's fine. Um, and so where do they take him? They take him the worst place humanly possible. The creepy old house that he, he used to live in with his dad with a fucking scarecrow outside of it. This is, again, fine. It's fine. And so Jonathan freaks out because he, he shows him the last of his father's cash of stuff. Um, and he's like, okay, no, but I have to leave. I have to leave before dark. Um, he's a lot more coherent. Than he was when we last saw him. We saw him. He was just screaming. I think they also had him in a, partly in a medical coma at the time too. That's true. They were sedating him heavily. So he's he's uh, more coherent than I thought he would be, honestly. And so um, he. Uh, this is when the we get the explanation that you know his uh, you know his dad. Uh, left all these notes and and he's like oh but can you make more and he's like well i i was i just i mean i helped him but like it was only because i had to and he's like okay you're gonna make more and um this is when they you know they pull out the scarecrow to kind of make him compliant and he hallucinates and it's and it's this you know fiery demon from hell or whatever and it's like okay that's that's great what what good people you are it's it's fine it's fine so we see the um I'm, I'm glad we didn't get a lot of tedious let's make the formula montage because we show up at a bank and this gang is walking in and they've got the they've got the fear toxin because they're in gas masks and they start spraying people and the people start see they start hallucinating um, and it's like oh my god and so you're like okay well that's not gonna piss anybody off it'll be fine um so it's fine it's fine so the gcpd is actually allowed to investigate this because it's very no cl- license. it's very clear they did not have a license um and so this is when uh jim immediately is like oh they were sending penguin a message like okay Where whatever were they we're logic leaping but it's fine and um he uh this is when he he says he's gonna find him and he he kind of gets <laughs> mouthy with harvey like you gonna fire me and um Harvey's like, oh Jesus Christ! No, even if you left, you wouldn't stay gone. We're all thinking it's, it, Jim. It's true. And who's gonna love on Harvey anyway? Exactly. And so he does have the hang- angry. The hangry. He both. might be hangry. It, you don't it know. Works too. Harvey is so on the edge of losing control of everything <laughs> at all times. Now. At all times, and it's yeah. great. See this, and in this scene. Jim with Harvey, it's a good scene. Yeah. Jim acted it very, or Ben acted it very well. Yeah. So how much of that's directing and how much of that has been McKenzie? Well, and a lot of it is we've gotten these big bloated storylines with Jim and Lee and all this bullshit that nobody cared yeah. about. I mean, that doesn't help. Jim without a significant other hindering him is also yeah pretty awesome too. But, I'm, but again, is that writing? Yeah. So... 
Um, so he's, uh, finally Harvey's like, okay, do you have a lead? And Jim's like, this sounds just like Jonathan Crane's fear juice. And I was like, whoa there, buddy. I didn't expect you to go straight to that. Yeah, but it kept it short and sweet and it kept the Jonathan storyline pertinent. Yeah. And we didn't have to go through some bullshit, like police work. That's true. Although I do, I do miss a good, um, montage montage with the prostitutes. I know. We haven't had that in ages. The feeling I got from Harvey in this scene is that Harvey just doesn't want to do any damn work. I mean, that's part of it. He would rather just keep walking away with these guys with a license. But Jim's like, but they didn't have a license. That means I get to play. Fine. Fine. (laughs) I feel like... I'm following the rules. Harvey has purchased a man-sized toddler leash for Jim. And it's just he's trying to tucker him out long enough to put the leash on him. Right? (laughs) <laughs> yep so um so jim and harvey go to arkham as they do with the creepy creepy warden and they want to see jonathan he's like oh you can't first of all you killed his father so maybe not there's that also he's not here um <laughs> so, this is when he's they start talking about like all the staff is accounted for and cause are they jim just are they jim just you know assumes that you know somebody had access to jonathan crane it might have been somebody at arkham and this is when uh, Harvey, <laughs> I did like this because Jim goes for the, oh, nye, nye. and Harvey's just like, listen, uh, we find out you were helping this gang of unlicensed criminals. You know who's not going to take it lightly? Penguin. Oh, Penguin's going to come and have a talk with you. And you know who he's going to send? Victor fucking Zaz. Yeah, he will. So, and so immediately he's like, oh, okay, I had to let them take him. They threatened me. I had no choice. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, hmm, this warden's terrible and fun. Um, but he's, but they actually had a character yep. in place. Yep. And so uh, they find out that uh, there's this guy, Grady, and he was, you know, that he associated with this gang, and he's a former orderly. And so, or guard. Um, and so they go to Grady's apartment. I thought he was an orderly. Was he an orderly or a guard? I can't yeah. remember. Um, and so they go in. I'm and not sure there's a difference at Arkham, but That's whatever. true. And they find uh, they find this gang, and it's an ambush, and um, they get attacked, and um, uh, and immediately I was like, "Jim's gonna get beat up," and Jim gets beat. Of course he does. Um, and this is when they start talking, and uh, this guy Merton, who again he's a Buscemi, so it's kind of immediately amazing because Buscemi's are great. Um, he's like, no, I'm an outlaw. I'm not a criminal. I have my own set of standards and da 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 da. And you're like, okay, buddy, calm down. You don't have to be an edge lord. Um, we got <laughs> enough of that in Gotham City. Oh God, so much. And so he said, uh, you know, he's like, no, Oswald was taking away my livelihood, and we're better than them. We're better than Penguin and his thugs. And uh, they lock the door behind them. It traps Jim and Harvey in the in the apartment. I was like, okay. But whatever. And so, um, so yeah, so this was pro- coming up. This is probably my favorite scene in, in, in this episode. It was amazing for me. Uh, we have Selena walking in a dark alley with, with some assholes and she looks all like vulnerable and stuff. And, uh, there's five of them. We counted. And, um, she asks them, just, just let me go. And they're like, no. Nah. And she's like, all right, it's your fault then. And she just, proceeds to beat the shit out of them with her yes, whip she does and with her body and she kicks them and it's beautiful and um lots of hair lots of hair lots but of i hair. will say like i don't notice stunt doubles 
Well, I thought it was well choreographed. I was very well choreographed, but I have a thing for Heidi Moneymaker. You do. So, so you pay attention to that kind of I thing. I do. Yeah. Um, Go and look for her on YouTube. It's oh, <laughs> she's she's uh, uh, for those of you because this is Gotham. Those of you who don't know, Heidi Moneymaker is Scarlett Johansson's stunt double for um, Black Widow. And many, many, many other and parts. And she's also in uh, John Wick, and she's... She's, like, the preeminent she's stunt woman. the stunt woman. Yeah. Um, and she's... And um, martial artist, and, yeah. She's, she's like the Keanu Reeves of... Yeah. She, whew, whew. She's amazing. That's my wife right there. Yeah. Love that woman. So... Um, and so as soon as she takes them down, there's one guy that's, that's getting back up and Tabitha takes care of him. And she, at first you thought that she was going to go the, I knew I could have handled him route, but she went the, by the way, don't, uh, don't assume they're all down unless you know it, don't turn your back on them. And she turns it into a little lesson. So this was a training montage. And Selena looks and she goes, okay. Like she takes it completely. And you know, Selena does not take, uh, constructive criticism very well. No, she's, she doesn't, she doesn't, she's not very much of a student, but she, that this shows us that she has accepted Tabitha as her teacher and mentor. Yep. And is taking it very seriously. Yes. Um, and so, but immediately she's like, does this mean we can get pizza? And she's like, fine, come on. Um, pizza is, food is a very strong motivator for Selena. We know this. Tabby must have learned this. always hungry. Always hungry, that well, child. Did you see is the those moves? Pit. I know, right? Her, metas- her metabolism's got to be at like a hundred. Yeah. And so, um, I love that Tabitha's even remotely maternal instinct is you take my pepperoni and I'll cut your fingers off. Um, and so they go to this cheap flea bag apartment. But sounds like a conversation we've had. I know, right? But guess who's waiting for them? <gasps> Victor's ass. <laughs> uh, and. They're not happy to see him, and he, he apparently had a time uh, tracking them down. Well, this is their hiding spot. They're not happy to see him because, A, Victor's as, and B, this is their hiding spot. Right. And again, if uh, if you missed it, um, Tabby has a long, terrible, terrible, terrible history with Penguin, and they hate each other and want each other dead. So there's that. Um, and so Victor's like, listen, come get a license. We're going to we're going to let bygones be bygones, but you also have to come kiss the ring. You have to like hold penguins holding court. You got to come say that you're going to abide by his rules, get a license and um at the club opening and we'll we'll be good. And I love Victor cuz he turns on and he's like, "Oh, by the way, um this is more one of those or else situations." It was great. <sighs> and so Selena is like, "Yeah, we should do that." And Tabby immediately is like, that sounds like a bad idea. We're packing. Uh, we're running away. Tabby doesn't want to work for somebody else. Yeah. And Selena's like, I joined you so I could like move up in the world, not be shitty. Like she's learning a lot from Tabitha, but they're living she is. like in a shitty apartment. And but Selena's like, I could have done that on my own. But if you notice, Selena's treating Tabby with a certain level of of respect, mm-hmm. of of equalness. Mm-hmm. That we usually don't see her when dealing with, well, anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this was something we talked about in our preview cast, that the only way these kids are going to be allowed to grow up in the show is if other characters treat them more like adults. And we see that happening in this relationship. We do. And so I I liked it because 
Tabby still threw her weight around as an adult, but it wasn't like, it wasn't completely, I'm an adult and I say so. And it didn't feel like an adult. It felt like I'm the leader. I'm the yes. mentor. Yes. Not I'm the grown More like a gang than a parent-child right. relationship. Right. So yeah. there's, there's a different dynamic between. Because let's be real. Selena would not respond positively to a maternal figure. No. And Tabby's definitely not a maternal no, figure. No, exactly. So it, it is more of a working relationship. I'm anything. not sure Tabby has a maternal cell in her body. I don't think she does, and it's okay. It's, That's okay. It's fine. Yeah. That is her life choice, and I will respect that. Exactly. Um, I, I did love Victor going, didn't you used to be rich? Yeah, and I, I love that she says, well, you took our club away. And I want to be like, no, baby, you was, like, real rich with your bro-bro. Yeah, but... She also killed Penguin's mom. Yeah. So I loved it. Let's so, call it even. Let's call it even. I love that. That was way fun. So, yeah. Victor Sass. Victor. Victor Sass. Uh, so, before we continue, I did want to remind people that they can talk to us. They can. Um, they can send us emails at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcasts.tumblr.com. And Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. And if you don't want to remember any of that you just go to randomtpodcast.com scroll to the bottom and there's links to all of our social goodness that's true what else can they find while they're on our website uh our sponsor <gasps> unofficial natural fan and fragrances dun, dun, dun. you bet you i bet you thought we'd but you thought you'd seen the last of us or that or whatever or something yeah um yeah they've they've been kind of laying low but they're still around yep uh they're still out there they actually just today <gasps> Let us know about a new scent that mm. will be available. I have mixed feelings about it. For October. Yeah. It's their Halloween special. Pre-orders begin around the, the first of the month. The beginning of, the, of October. Yeah. Um, Sometime around there. Give or take. There. They've got to get their, their stuff together. But it's uh, Pennywise. Mm. Yeah. It's going to smell really good, but also probably yeah. terrify me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It will be orange, basil, and cedar. That actually sounds really good. Very fall. Yeah. Oh, so terrifying. Like, I could use that incense, man, or candle or something. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, so in case you don't, you're, you're new to us. Uh, these are fragrance sprays. They're not perfumes. Yep. They are essential, natural, all natural essential oils suspended in water. And you can get it in spray form or a roll-on. Not um, everything not Penny, is Penny, not everything yeah. is available in Roland. Pennywise yeah. will only be available in spray, but across their line, yes, they do have the the sprays and the Rolands. Um, yeah, Pennywise is only available in a spray. Yes, um, like you smell like your favorite character, you or do. your not favorite character. Or you're not so in the favorite case character of Pennywise because he's terrifying. Because I still carry that Roland of Han Solo. Yeah. Everywhere with me, and it's—I've been carrying that sucker around for a while. Yeah, over and a it's year. Never leaked. It's never leaked. Um, even in the heat of the summer, uh, it has not leaked. So, it's some good stuff, man. Um, yeah, they have all kinds of different fandoms. They got Supernatural. They've got Sherlock. They've got some DC. They've got Harley and Joker. Uh, Doctor Who. Yep. Um, and they're they're checking their stock on uh what is it stranger, stranger things, things and hocus pocus hocus pocus to bring back for uh okay 50% okay off just this just in <gasps> we have an update this just in literally just got the text oh my gosh uh no hocus pocus is sold out okay okay hocus pocus is sold out stranger things for the bundle 
twelve fifty. Which I got the bundle last year and it was great. And the bundle is uh they have one bundle left. Okay. Three Lucas. Okay. It's four dollars. Okay. Two Dustin, three dollars fifty cents. Two Mike, three dollars. And two eleven, three dollars and fifty cents. That's awesome. Um, they will be posted October 1st, and it's while supplies last, so you're going to want to get in there quick. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to clear stock out for um, more stuff. That's And they're, they're, the reason why they're different prices is it depends on the ingredients um, for the different scents. So there's that. So, yeah. Definitely you do heard check it here. them out. Yeah. Uh, there's a link on our website. There's a link on our front page. There's a link in your show notes. And if you use our code, random T casts, no, no random T cat, random T podcast, podcast, no S, random T podcast, no S, no S. Okay. Um, you get 10% off $5 or more. Yeah. So I'm telling you, it's worth Go it. Go do the thing. These things are great. They, they smell really good. They smell amazing. Yeah. To be honest. Um, the winter soldier so good uh but they also have a uh aromatherapy benefit they do winter soldier is for memory strangely enough and pennywise is for fears <laughs> good you're gonna love it good you're gonna love I it. i know i will i will uh so check that out i i'll just like when we go see it because i do want to see it in the theater um when we go see it i'll just probably like huff mine just be like no it's fine it's fine <laughs> it'll be fine yeah uh, okay so yeah Check them out. These they're they're so good. They are so good. Yeah. But so that's uh yeah, so check that out the first around the first of October. And what else can people find on our website? Our other podcast. So many others. Speaking of Stranger Things, uh yes. we're still working through Stranger Things. Yeah. We're recording uh, an episode after this. Yes, we are. That'll be episode six. Um and then once season two, which airs uh, October twenty seventh, we will mm-hmm. be uh, recording uh, them, and it'll be uh, the regular full recap week to week. Don't really have it on our schedule yet because we're still waiting for Agents of Shield to decide when they're going to start airing. So yeah, it and will be done. So go ahead and send your feedback if you want. It's yeah, fine. just we'll save it. Do us a favor if you're going to do it for a certain episode. Or for the season as a whole, just kind of tell us in the first couple lines or in the subject, because we want to be sure to put it in the right place. Because we will do each episode as Correct. if yes. you know in the right order, and we're not, we're not going to spoil people so they can watch it with us. Yes. So yeah, but that's I know fine. there are people that are going to want to binge it right away. Oh yeah, sure. And that's totally cool. Just you know, when you give your feedback, just let us know. Um, anything else? Uh. I mean, I know there's a bunch of other podcasts, but go check the website. Oh, yeah, because Ag- Agents of Shield, Agents, uh, Stranger Things, um, check out our random movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Zombieland coming soon Zombieland's for Halloween. Zombieland's coming for Halloween, TBD, but mm-hmm. before Halloween. It'll definitely yes. be done before yes. Halloween. Um, and then we've got a Christmas special. The Family Stone. Why can't I remember that? Because you're blocking it out and hoping it doesn't happen. Family Stone. Um for our holiday. Janya loves Christmas movies. <laughs> and rom-coms. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also, um, if you are enjoying what you're hearing um, and you're listening to us on the podcast platform of your choice, um, we would love it if you would rate and review us. Um, it's just going to help other people find us, um, especially uh, with stuff like, you know, 
the stuff where there's a lot of podcasts floating around for the for the media. So many. So um, it's just gonna help uh other people know that like we're not we're we're like slightly legitimate. And tell your friends. And tell your friends. Share. So yeah. Uh, anything else before we continue the recap? No, we're fine. All right. So um, this is uh. This actually went way better than what I expected because we were afraid that when we saw Jim at the rail with a drink and he turns around in surprise, we were afraid that it was going to be Lee. And it yeah. was Bruce. Which Marina, which Marina was credited for this episode. Yeah, but like so was everybody. I think they were trying to pull the whole. But also. You don't know who's in it. No. So yeah. Um. So I was like, yes. Oh, thank God. So it's Bruce, and he's snuck up on him somehow. I don't know how that could have possibly happened. Um, and so he shows Jim the license that he found, and he's like, uh, what's going on? And um, Jim explains. And um, so right away, Bruce is trying to figure out how they can match the license to uh, the big list. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, he's like, okay, theoretically, somebody has to get a license before they commit a crime, so we'd be able to know who was going to commit crime. Um, and so Jim's like, no, listen, Bruce, the entire uh, machine of justice, including the judges, is going along with this. And he's like, you're not going to get your hands on the list. And so Bruce is like, uh, you haven't given up, though, have you? And Jim's like, yeah, no, no, I haven't. But I'm also working <laughs> on one of the few cases I can actually work on, which yeah. is an un- unlicensed gang. And um, But he figures that uh, Penguin's going to get to him first. And once again, it's going to undermine the GCPD. And Bruce is like, hmm, what if you uh, used Penguin to get to them? And Jim's like, I'm not really sure how. And uh, Bruce invites him to dinner at the mansion. And Jim turns around and he's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And turns around <laughs> and Bruce is gone. And I was like, get used to that feeling, buddy. It's going to happen a just, lot. Just get used to this. For like, this is the next like 30, this 40 is, years of your life. This is, you live here now. Yes. This is your life. <laughs> you turn around and Batman will be there and then he'll be gone. It's great. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, yay. And again, to your point, like this was a, this was not a bad scene. This was not a bad interaction. No, it was good. So I was, I was happy about that. I just hope we can keep it this consistency. I do too. Um, so this is one penguin who, again, cannot stand when he's not the center of attention. Um, he's brought these reporters to the Ice Club Lounge to talk about the opening of his club. And basically, yes, this is Barb's club. Uh, we haven't seen her in months. And he's like, hmm, anyway. Um, and so this is when we... Not my problem. Uh, he gets asked about the, about the licenses. And he's like, um, so how low are the crime rates? And they're like, oh, they're at their lowest. And he's like, you know, there's this funny thing about, and he explains the story about, uh, what was it? Augustus Caesar and the Pax Romana. And he's like, maybe this will be the Pax Penguina. And they're like, are you admitting something? And he's like, nope. Look at my big giant iceberg. It's got an, an enigma in it. And this is what we get the, because at first I was like, okay, this is how he's justifying what he's well, doing because we, he has a license. Yeah, because we thought it was the license. Yeah. But he, he gives this, just bullshit story about Ed having a rare brain disease, which again, this is like, he totally ripped this from Mr. Freeze's backstory. Sure he did. Um, he has this rare disease and he's going to be frozen until they can find a cure. But one of his final words was that don't lock me away from people. And so he's because Edward loved people 
so much. So much. So much that it's it's a beautiful thing. And so no, it's really not. So you're like, okay, that's a thing that happened. Sounds and like- Ivy's there. She's helping. Of course she is. Um and so um this is when Jim comes in and he uh <laughs> he's like, uh so was was he okay about being frozen? And I was like, I have affidavits from his doctors if you'd like to see him. And this is when we get the whole let's bait Peng- let's bait penguin about the gang. He's like, because they're spitting in your eye about the licenses and da da da. da. They're making you look weak. And um and so at the uh, with all the reporters there, Oswald promises to find them and crush them. <gasps> dun dun dun. And you're like okay. So of course this works out exactly to plan because it's a TV show. Um, because the guys You'd are watching. You think it was written that way? I know the guy. The the gang is watching uh, on TV, and uh, this works because they're like, "We're going to take him down tonight." And you're like, "Okay," um, because uh, Jonathan's been cooking up more fear toxin, and Jonathan's like, "Please just get rid of the scarecrow because scarecrow's just like in the corner." And they're like, "Oh, do you not like it?" And uh, when they get ready to leave, they lock Jonathan in the closet with the scarecrow. Fuck you. And I was like, oh, you're just asking to be murdered 17 different ways, aren't you? This will end well. Yeah. So we go back to the Iceberg Lounge and uh, Oswald's looking at Ed and he's having this like this talk with him. And he's like, oh, you know, I've I've gotten rid of all my emotions, which you always said was my weakness. Now, which one of us is the frozen one? And Ivy, this is when I get, this is when I get glimmers of she's still a child. Is, she's like, um, it's him. He's literally encased in ice. (laughs) Yes. And Oswald's like, get out, Ivy. Get, get, get out right now. Out of the room. But I loved it because it's so stupid. But also it's like, I'm, if you keep writing her like this, which is fun, you keep writing her like this and I keep not not joining them in the oh she's a woman now bandwagon um so that's where i had a little i mean it was funny in the moment and and her her delivery was great um he's frozen he's literally in a block of ice yeah um it was great so then we go back to the gcpd and this is when jim is trying to organize all the cops and uh they're kind of grudgingly participating after Harvey kind of mouths off at him like we're doing this and this is when I'm like okay Jim is actually legitimately pursuing unlicensed criminals and they're all like no 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 do you think it's because they don't want to work or it's because everything touch everything Jim touches turns to shit that's tough call I know tough call tough call Um, I'm gonna go with they don't want to work yeah, that's kind of the impression I got. Um, and so once the once the guys kind of disperse, uh, Harvey's like, "So you baited Penguin, pretty good." And Jim's like, "Let's go get the gas masks." And it, and I loved it because Harvey was like, "You did dumb." I mean, I'm still gonna I'm gonna like, follow you, follow you, because I love you. But but like also, good job, buddy. And get my hat. Yeah, it'll be fine. You'll buy me a beer later. It'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, so we go, we get a really quick scene of, uh, Jonathan pounding on the door. He starts hearing the scarecrow and it's like, he pictures it like coming toward him. And you're like, that's, that's yeah. good. Like, like I said, it's going to end well. That's great for his mental health. It's fine. Um, 
so we go to the GCPD locker room, a.k.a. Jim's old apartment, and uh, <laughs> this group of officers come in, and Jim's like, okay, so that's how it is. And they're basically trying to tell him, toe the line. Uh, crime rate's down. We're safer than we've ever been. And they realize, which I don't even know why they tried. They realize, okay, this isn't going to work on you because you're Jim fucking Gordon. And so they beat him up. Of course they do. But he does, he puts his gun down. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, that's something. But yeah, they they beat him up because he's Jim Gordon. He loses most of his fights. Yeah, pretty much. So so we go back to the Iceberg Lounge and it's, uh, it's opening time. And Bruce and Alfred are there because, you know, Bruce Wayne. He goes to things. Of course. And he starts talking to Oswald and he's like, um, I, I just want to, I just want to thank you for everything you've done for the city. And I admire how, how, uh, you know, how much you've done for us. And he's like, I, I would like to know about the licenses. And Oswald's like, listen, I, I, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you were trying to bait me. Um, and Bruce is like, no, no, no. Like what? I just really want to know how they work. Um, because if crime had been licensed three years ago, my parents wouldn't be dead. And I was, I was like, that's faulty logic because if somebody bought a license to be a murderer, but he's trying to bait penguins. He is actually was great. Yeah. And I guess you could, you could look at it like, well, if this guy had a license to mug people, but not murder, maybe he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Cause we didn't see any murders in this entire episode. So. Yeah. And somebody said at some point, somebody said, what if he starts issuing licenses to murder people? So it's on the list, but that doesn't necessarily mean. That we've issued any? Anybody's issued one. I would assume the hitman Victor Zaz would have one. Of course he does. He has the, 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 the. The. Huh? The beta. The. Oh. I think I know what year. Starts with a prototype. Yeah. And so um we get we get uh the explanation that Penn has all he, he does all the dirty work. It's they're Penguin's ideas, but Penn is the one that, that does all the administration. So like I read somewhere that Penn is a law was his lawyer? I didn't get that at all. I, I just got know. more of a assistant penny push or uh yeah, penny, I got a like an accountant no. pencil pusher. Yeah. Well, I mean the pencils lined up in his Coat oh my pocket, god! All sharpened and in a row. I'm calling it. This guy has future supervillain written, uh, not even supervillain, but just villain written all over him. I couldn't find any references to him in canon, but that doesn't mean he doesn't exist. No, I didn't look exactly. That, I didn't. Look we didn't that know hard. Butch Gilzine was Solomon Grundy for four years either. No, and I, I again, I didn't look that hard. Yeah. So, um, I'm not saying you're wrong, but you know, but I got more of an accountant vibe off of him. Yeah. And so, okay, so this is one I kind of, so I have questions about the licenses. Okay. Um, number one, if I have a license to murder, can I kill cops? I would think the tenet of it is that you do not go within the justice system. Like, you don't murder uh-huh, uh-huh. cops. Good because question. that would, like, break the system down. Good question. Can you rob a cop? Exactly. And then Selena's little little situation, technically, I mean, we all know she was out there asking for trouble because she wanted to beat the shit out of those guys. So she put herself, but technically she hadn't done anything wrong until she was like, leave me alone. And they said, Nope. Technically she was defending herself. Does she need a license for that? 
I mean, we know she went. So the she guys blurred who, the line. So the guys who were attacking her had the license, but she didn't. Right. If they attacked her, I would say that she would not necessarily need a license because to she's fight defending back. herself. Right. I would think so but too. But how would Penguin view that? Exactly. Good point. Because and like if some dude breaks in and he has a license and the homeowner shoots him, mm-hmm, I mean, in this current justice system, considering that the judges and everything are backing up the license system, does then the homeowner go to jail? I don't know how I don't this think they could go works. to jail. Yeah. Because it's not like those licenses are legally um like the DA couldn't enforce that. Jim said the judges are. Yeah, well the judges were look turning their backs on the crime themselves. You couldn't Okay. You're you're asking if the homeowner goes they haven't, to jail. Yeah, because they haven't actually changed the law. Because that was your does the homeowner go to jail? No, nobody goes to jail. Yeah. The homeowner just loses. Yeah. Um, but also I'm assuming the more boxes you have checked off on your license, the higher the fee is what I'm assuming. Is it a fee? It it has to be because the, the mayor asked for a cut. The cut of the take. Yes. But the take from, from the licenses. So are, yeah, but possibly, but are the licenses being paid for with a cut of what they're robbing? I would think it would be a flat fee. I would assume it would be kind of like a driver's license. Possibly. You pay X that amount. Have to be, that'd have to be an exorbitant rate, though. I would think if you wanted to just say, I want all of it, that it would be a lot of money. True, true. But you're paying for what Penguin has sold is, listen, everybody's complicit. You can do whatever you want as long as you're licensed. The cops can't touch you. True. So, I mean, I could see, um, I could see why petty criminals wouldn't want to pay. And that's why you would just have... Have, like, have the career the criminals. rob or the kidnapping or yeah or whatever smuggling yeah but so, i didn't see drugs on there by the way did not see drugs or prostitution nothing nothing sex Ooh. no rape no which i'm glad which i'm glad did not prostitution though yeah no prostitution. prostitution that kind of upsets me a woman should be able to do that if, if she were to pay her licensing i mean it makes sense yeah. But yeah, I did like that there were no but sexual no rape, crimes. But no sexual crimes, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I have a lot of questions about this system. I would love to talk down talk uh to Penn, sit down, have a chat. Yeah, exactly exactly how much. Yeah. Exactly. We'll never get that information. We never will, but yeah. it's interesting. Um so this is when uh you know, Penguin walks off and, and Bruce talks to Alfred and he's like, Okay, well we know who has the list but then he gets Teenage Boyd by Selena across the club. And he's like, Selena. And Alfred's like, oh, shit. Um, (laughs) And so this is when Selena, she's, uh, Victor's like, "Uh, where's Tabby? And she's like, it's just me. And he was like, no, it's a a package deal. And she's like, well, I'll have to be good enough. And of course, this is when Tabitha shows up and is like, no, I'm I'm in too. And so Victor's like, okay. And so this is when (laughs) Selena sees Alfred. She turns away and she's like, "Oh shit!" Um, so uh, it's when Harvey uh, finds Jim in the locker room and realizes he's been beat up, and Jim's like, "Okay, well, we can forget about backup." And so it's just going to be the two of them going to the Iceberg Lounge. And I was like, "Okay, Yay. two of us against the rest of the world." Um, and so this is when Merton and his guys uh, come in. They're coming in through the through the kitchen, 
except for they're being ambushed by Penguin because Penguin's not a dummy. And um, he's like, I've got something special planned for you. And you're like, that can only be a good thing. <laughs> um, he's, he baked you a cake. It's fine. Um, so we go to the rooftop and Selena has gone outside knowing that Bruce would follow her. Of She's course. walking along the edge. That's why she went there. Of course. And I will say, like, we were both pissed about this, but he apologizes for what he said in the hospital. He was like, I was upset about Alfred. Finally. I had no right to say that. Um, and she's like, come up here if you want to talk to me. And he does. And so... Um, and she was she, a little impressed. She was. And she was like, you're a, you're, you were a jerk. And uh, he's like, yeah. So not really sure that Tabitha Gallivan is the right person to be palling around with. And she's like, I don't care. She's teaching me stuff. It's true. And um, this is when Bruce is like, your dress is pretty. And Alfred comes out and he's like, God, why can't you be normal? Uh, why can't you go to the cinema like normal teenagers? And uh, he's like, uh, we do have a situation downstairs. And Bruce goes downstairs. And you're like, okay. Selena's going to know. So, as soon as she hears about a masked vigilante that looks about ye- about Bruce's height or runs into him on the street, she's going to know it's him. Yeah. Whether he's Batman or whatever. So, like, I'm operating, if we go follow this out to its logical conclusion, Catwoman always knew about, about Batman in true, this universe. True. In yeah. this version. Yeah. So, you know, I just thought that was it's interesting. Fine. Um, so Oswald brings out the gang for the guests and he's like, listen, you know, you give these guys who try to literally bring fear back into the city. And, um, he's like, I'm the one that keeps you safe. Not the GCPD. Nobody else. It me. And he's going in this big speech and Ivy, <sighs> this is another one where I was like, Okay, you're literally twelve. Because well, all she is. All we saw him do is tell her to get out because she made a dumb comment, and for that she's like, she comes and she tur- shuts the lights off. She's like, see how you enjoy that penguin. I'm like, Ivy, you knew he was a dick when you signed on with him. True. So I'm like, this is when I get shades of. You're not a lady, and also, good God, your boobs are front and center. In this episode. Well, she's going to get her, I I hope, I'm assuming, she's going to get her story eventually. Because she's got to get. And it's going to have to mature the fuck out of her. She's going to have to get from this to poison Ivy. Right. So, but for now, she's just sitting on the sidelines. But at least she's there and she's around and we see her. Yeah. She's not just off down south or just yeah. randomly away like the little girl was for two three seasons yeah two seasons i'm three just seasons. like oswald teach her things instead of being an asshole to her he doesn't know how to do that no he doesn't so like this was contrast for me of selena's re- relationship with, Ta- with tabby where she's actually learning stuff rather than ivy who's just a hench person at this point um so uh meanwhile Bruce has a, he's like, oh, Alfred, I'm going to stop him. Um, I can stop him in the parking garage. And Alfred's like, listen, we, and we got this in the previews. There's a time for masks and a time for Bruce Wayne. You have to know which is which. And so Bruce stops Oswald as himself. And he's like, what are you going to do with them? And Oswald's like, uh, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And he's like, yeah, no, but like, I would like you to turn them over to the police. And Oswald's like, you're young, uh, you have a good heart, but no. But no. So, yeah. 
You're like, okay. So even though these guys are obviously criminals. Yes. Bruce does not want them to die. No. Which is the entire. Yeah, it's the justice boner. Yeah. He wants, he wants them to be processed according to the law. Um, so although he has become this proto vigilante, he doesn't want to become the executioner. (laughs) So, um, this is when Ivy turns the lights off because she's in a snit. I took this to mean she's just pissed at him. Not that she was leaving Penguin. Is that how you read it? Yeah. I don't think she was done with Penguin. No. I could be wrong, but. Um, so, uh. This is when there's chaos because the lights go out and they grab, um, they grab their guns and... And her turning the lights off was a plot point as much as anything. Yeah. She literally set it up for the, to get to the next scene. And, but for once they actually set it up. Yeah, they explained why she was doing it. It's because Mm -hmm. she was in a Her motivations were clear. Yes. Well, as clear as a 12-year-old girl's motivation could be. Um, and that's not a dig. That's just, kids just don't know. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's, they just do things it. it's because they've only lived 12 years yeah sometimes they just act out and do things and don't really know why and it's part of growing and learning but um but yeah she literally that was literally just a plot point yeah it was check and how do we get the lights off oh okay we'll let ivy do it um but at least they used ivy instead of like normally they would use just a random henchman yes yes so um so uh in the in the kerfuffle uh oswald gets a face full of fear toxin it's a great word. and um i did like their delivery system because it wasn't like the gas bomb that we saw in the previous season Mm-mm. it was an easy dose for one well, person well the gas bomb was the tetch virus right right and but it's not like, like they're getting pest- they're not getting the whole room they're well, getting individual people yeah these were like they looked like uh pesticide canisters yeah cans, which they actually still use those today i've seen them it's yeah it's terrible um but my concern was, okay, so they spray one person. How is nobody else but that particular person who's been sprayed being affected? Well, and we saw Penguin pawing all over Jim uh-huh. at the end of the episode. And uh, there were, I think one of your questions was, oh my God, don't touch him. So we're assuming that like the touch virus, it has to be inhaled. Is it inhaled or because osmosis or... But I yeah. mean, if you're, if the way he was holding Penguin, if he were to inhale, it's he all over. It's, it too. Uh, Whatever. Rules. Yeah. And so, um, sh- so Penguin's dosed. Tabitha comes in, disarms the guy. Oswald hallucinates one Edward Nigma. Yeah, he does. So we had to get, we had to get Corey in the, in the episode. Bless him. Um, there he is. Um, and Alfred disarms another thug, but. It, he ends up with gun to gun with Victor's ass, which th- was one of the things we saw in the Ooh. in the season four preview that we were like, "Oh my god, I need that fight!" But it turned out like they both immediately were like, just "Oh, you're not away. my enemy." Yeah, just walk so away. It looked a lot more dramatic in the previews than it turned out to be. Yeah, but it still was. Yeah, because it was like, "Oh my god!" And so um, this is when Jim and Harvey arrest uh, most of the gang. One of them gets away. And um, Oswald screams and begs for help. And he's like, please help me. Please help me. He's pawing all over Jim. And, of course, the reporters are all there. Mm-hmm. And they get pictures. Um, and we see the next day the newspaper is calling him. They're, they're wondering whether he's a uh, penguin or a chicken. And um, 
Jim is, uh, he's worried about Jonathan Crane, which justifiably. Still uh, MIA. Still missing. And Harvey's like, um, you know, we'll find him, but, you know, nobody else is going to help you. Which, that seems to be pretty much par for the course for Jim. Yeah, there that's, and how is that different from the last three seasons? Exactly. And so, um, we go to Mr. Penn, and he's working in his office. And we get the Batman light flicker. His office reminded me a lot of Kristen Kringle's. Yes. Yes. So there's got to be some of the same set dressing in it. But again, everything's dark. Yeah. And uh, Bruce shows up and he's all masked and he, he wants the list. And Penn's like, I couldn't possibly penguin. Uh, 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 uh. And Bruce literally just grabs the list because the list is conveniently in his hands. Of uh, course. Just grabs it and <laughs> walks away. I was like, okay, it's buddy. terrible. And so he, he goes uh, up on the roof, which I will say that is my strategy in Assassin's Creed. Just get yourself on a rooftop. Yeah. Then you can collect yourself and figure it out what you're going to do. It works for Daredevil. Yeah. There you go. And so he sees uh, through the skylight that there's somebody breaking into this uh, house or store, store. or whatever. Um, and uh, he, f- he he puts his hands on the glass and it's the world's flimsiest skylight. Apparently so. And he falls right through. Of course, this is when the GCPD shows up. And, of course, he's already taken his mask off. Why? Bruce. Why? Bruce, my sweet baby angel. Why are you so dumb? Um, and so our final scene is the the guy, Grady, who used to work at Arkham. He is the sole member of the gang to escape. He gets back to the crane house. And he's trying to find Jonathan because he's like, we got to make more fear juice. Uh, we've got to rescue Merton from, from the cops. Um, and he opens the closet and Jonathan isn't here anymore. <laughs> and I like, I actually said that out loud. I was like, Jonathan doesn't live here anymore. And that was just when, and that's what he said. And that's pretty much what he says. And he's got this creepy augmented voice and he's now wearing the scarecrow outfit, which by the way, looked awesome in the most horrific way possible. So terrible. And he's also great. rigged up a wrist. It almost felt like uh, the web fluid from Spider-Man. Yeah, it did. Um, and he doses the guy. And he's he's Scarecrow now. Scarecrow's the only one that's here. And you're like, okay. Right. So that's fine. So yeah. Um, one, of the, one of my only problems, I think, with the Scarecrow character from a live action standpoint is you lose so much of the actor. You do. Um, but it looks really fucking cool. But they're... The the fear animations that they used throughout um, were kind of over the top and and whatnot, but at the same time, they're hallucinations. Exactly, they exactly. can be as bad as they want them to be. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. And the whole thing is, it's terrifying to the person. Correct. So even something that you and I would look at and be like, and could be terrifying to the person yeah. that's seeing it. Yeah, because they're all hopped up on on fear toxins. So. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, but I'm afraid to be excited. Hope I is a very dangerous thing. It is. I just want to say it is. It's a very dangerous thing. So, uh, so you said we do have feedback we from Gina, correct? Do have feedback from Gina? Okay. And I think she should write our recaps from now on. Okay. Um, because <clears throat> hers is far more entertaining. Ours is more, ours is business. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she says, uh, do you think the writers of Gotham have been listening to your podcast and reading fan sites because it felt like there was less Jim and we got an okay episode out of it? Yeah. It's true. They I listen. don't think they listen, but it's no. Fine. Yeah, they do. Come on. Shh. Yes, they, they all do. listen. Absolutely. 
Sorry, uh, Ben. <laughs> You're better than this. He is. He can be. We open up with Bruce kicking more ass and finding out about the licenses. We then cut to a wedding being robbed and the return of Zaz, who explains what the licenses are. And without one, you get treated to alone time with Zaz or Penguin, depending on what you do. And that the first warning is free. We then cut to our favorite former mayor and crime boss, who is with a brand new mayor and police commissioner, explaining how he has cut the crime rate down 50 some percent in three months. And that they can either enjoy the sweet deal or he can just let the city burn. Of course, they agree to the deal, and our sweet Oswald goes to play with his brand new toy, the Iceberg Lounge. <coughs> we finally get Jim about five minutes in, stopping a robbery, being committed by someone with a license. We then get a commercial break, so we're not overwhelmed by Jim. <laughs> Meanwhile, Harvey is being told by Penguin's newest assistant that the GCPD needs to follow the rules or it's not going to end well. Compliance is key, according to the new guy, and that Penguin might not like it if the cops, mainly one Jim Gordon, doesn't play ball. Harvey says he'll handle it if he tries. Bless his hat-wearing heart, he tries, and Jim isn't having it because, well, he's Jim. The licensing issue pisses off our would-be wedding robbers, and they somehow get the bright idea to go to Arkham, which has gotten way worse and strange left, and they just buy Jonathan Crane to help them make fear juice. Yeah, you didn't think Arkham could get worse, but it did. I might have to go back and rewatch season one, but I thought he was in a medically induced coma to cope with the fact that he was in constant terror. Yeah. I know it's been three years, but I need some more info on why he's awake and when did he get to Arkham. See earlier podcast comments. Yes. Don't know. Also, sloppy police work rears its head since they go back to the Crane house, pull up some boards, and find all of Elder Crane's notes and a few samples. They quickly put Jonathan to work and put a scarecrow in charge of watching him. You know, when I want a fear-inducing gas, I always like to scare the piss out of the guy doing it. Keeps them sharp. Bruce is also pissed about the licenses, but for different reasons, and wants to stop it. And poor Alfred just wants to focus on one task at a time, finding Rog... Rogul. Before uh, tackling another... She spells it completely different. It's supposed to be R-A apostrophe S. She has R-A space capital A-L space G-H-U-L. Rogul. Ghoul. I don't know. We can't agree on it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. No, it really doesn't. Another large project. Bruce swears he can multitask and stomps off to another room in the mansion. There are no other Alfred has There's another the kitchen and I'm assuming they have a bathroom. God, I hope they have a bathroom. They just there's an outhouse. Alfred has another moment where he questions all his life choices before going to the other, the one other room the mansion has. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we get <laughs> we get to see how Selena's training is doing with Tabby and damn she's gotten really good. However, times are tough for our two ladies and a visit from Zaz is never good. At least they got to keep their pizza and their lives. <gasps> da da da. Jim gets a super justice boner after the gang robs a bank and Harvey is almost begging Jim to let Penguin deal with the gang. However, justice boners are powerful and Jim is already on the path of doing the dumb thing. It leads to ass kicking number one. That doesn't damper the justice boner and Jim goes, Jim decides to egg Oswald into telling the press that the gang is nothing and so on, which is what Jim wanted so they could try and catch the gang in action. I love how the press just buys that Oswald has a former killer in a frozen block of ice due to a brain disease. God, I don't know who's dumber, the GCPD or the fourth estate of Gotham. At this point, they're just like, okay, he might kill us if we don't go along with it. So sure. Oswald is getting cocky and he starts treating Ivy like shit. And he should know by now that that will never end well for him. 
Jim tries to rally the others into catching the gang, and it only leads to Jim's second ass-kicking of the evening. While it's wrong to let crime go, Harvey has a point in that they haven't had the station destroyed in three months, and no one has died. Justice Boner isn't having it, and so poor Harvey has to deal with it. <clears throat> okay, I just had to give that that sentence its own moment. Mm-hmm. Bruce and Selena try to patch things up on the roof of the Iceberg Lounge, and wow, our babies have grown up so much, and this little scene on the roof is foreshadowing so much of what the rest of their lives is going to be. They can't just go to the movies, Alfred. That's for normal people. Yep. So Ivy helps the gang, that's why we shouldn't be shitty to our friends, and they start passing, gassing the place. However, Harvey and the Justice Boner save the day, and Oswald ends his day crying in Jim's arms after seeing Scary Ed. I think we might have a good season on our hands. Bruce has the Book of Criminals, and it looks like next week he's going to get a new suit. I'm thinking that Tabby might be plotting to get Ed free just to screw Oswald over. Plus, we have a brand new villain on our hands with a fear toxin. Yep. So... And that's all the feedback we have. Yeah. So I, again, I'm cautiously optimistic. I know, right? I think this happens every season, though. Starts off good. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying it's to It's cohesive, though. This episode was actually cohesive. I don't know that season three started off good. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Again, we'll just, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. And everybody, like... Nobody straight up mentioned that Barb was dead, but like the police mentioned or the the reporters mentioned that she hasn't been seen. So that means her body was not recovered. Correct. Da da da. We know she's around. Yeah. Just waiting to find her. It's yeah. fine. So I don't have anything else, do you? That's all I got. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. See you next week.